Hey everyone, this is Beth. And I'm Jeff. And this is your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're here to help you to see yourselves with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. Well, we're on YouTube, so head over there, watch this, um, like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the new content that we're releasing. Well, today we're going to be talking about type fours and their two wings, which are type three and type five. If the concepts of wings for the Enneagram are new to you, head over to episode 160, where we uh, do a thorough explanation of what the wings are in more detail. Well... Let's move into the three space, which yes. is very, very different than the five space. Yes, I cannot wait to hear from them about how their three shows up. Because the three and the four are, they clash, right? There's a lot well, of differences. Of the three, the four, five, and three, I mean, four and five would clash with the three. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the healthy side of three. Um, so threes are... They can be chameleons, which is going to be very counter to the type four, who's all about authenticity. The four does not want to put on mask, but the three is like, we have to put on an achieving mask, you know, to win the day. Also for people to see that, you know, I'm successful or be admired. And so you can really kind of see the tension between these two. But with the three, we also want to highlight the beautiful aspects that the three brings to the four, because the three really shows up in remarkable ways. Um, they are capable, they're competent, they set goals, they're um, very mindful of, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big goal to achieve. Let's not achieve something too big, um, too lofty. But yeah, we can break this down into to bite-sized pieces. You know, we can have steps to get to where we want to go. And this can be so helpful for the four who hates the mundane. Um, they are just ready to kind of, you know, go with the flow in a lot of ways. Um, a little bit different than the nine, but they definitely don't want to be in a rigid format that can be really hard for them because it can feel very mundane and like, ugh. but the three is like, hey, here's the goal. Here's where you're wanting to go, your aspiration, your authentic calling, um, but if the four just sits just in the four space, it might not happen. And so we want the four to access and use the type three in this beautiful way to, again, to um, break down the goal into bite-sized uh, pieces. But here's what's also important is that you don't just leave it into task mode that, again, the four will easily throw that out. So you want to make it, for the fours out there, you want to make it more authentic and real and true, creative, maybe b a beautiful way to achieve your goals than just a mundane task. The threes, they can do the task all day long, no problem, just get up and go. But for the four, we want to make sure that you're bringing in more of an authentic bent. And so what I would love to hear from you guys is how has the three showed up, the healthy part of your three showed up to get you going, to bring confidence, to break down those goals and to get you from where you've been to where you are today. So I, so I mentioned that my dad died in March, 2020, and I found myself in this sort of emotional, spiritual, physical paralysis. And the three wings sort of gave me the push to start doing right. And to start, um, getting up, making decisions and shifts in my career that were going to be a little bit more healthy for me. And so that was really a positive thing. And then 
Another thing that I started to do was um, obviously grief is not going anywhere, but we can't be, I, I didn't want to be consumed by that, even though emotionally I was being led to that consumption. So I started carving out time in my week that I sort of labeled as grief time. So this was like that three reminding me, okay, we need to have some sort of structure around this. Like you can't, can't function 24 seven in a flood, um, which is kind of where I was for a while. And so the three sort of woke me up to the idea of scheduling grief time. And what I do in that time depends on what I'm feeling in the moment. So sometimes I'll journal. I love to do creative writing and poetry so that's been something I also do uh, painting as well. And so I sort of just keep a room in my house that has all of these sort of supplies and opportunities available. Sometimes I just move um, yeah. and, and, and really hope that my neighbor's not looking in <laughs> just to let my body uh, flow freely. But that's really been helpful. And I think I can credit the three mm-hmm. part of myself for saying, hey, we got to get up and do something. And that yeah. structure is going to be helpful in this space so that grief doesn't become your identity. So, yes. Now, how does um, the three part of your heart relate to the five part of your heart? If there's a lot of books in your home and you've probably done a lot of research yeah. and study, um, I find at times that my five part can just try to exhaust an issue. and mm-hmm. But then at some point, there's a part of me that shows up that says, hey, let's make this something tangible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But how does your three parts show up to the five part? For me, they're very much the same. So as we were talking Mm -hmm. about when I was describing that sort of investigative part of me that shows up that Mm -hmm. has been helpful in the grief space, um, three feels the same to me. The difference is um, with the five, I can sort of, I feel like put the brakes on that. If left to my threes devices, I would just sort of, go, 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 and not really address the emotional part. Yes. So I almost see five as like that, that brake pumper a little bit. Mm. And oh, three is just gas on, like foot on the gas, you're going <laughs> yeah. all the way, and you're going to be the star of grief wow. or whatever it is yeah. in the yeah. moment. Yeah. You're going to be the best. You're going to be the best, <laughs> be the best <laughs> griever ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you all what I want to bring up. <laughs> One thing I want to highlight is, so again, so one of the fears of the four is being emotionally cut off and the four wants the ability to feel and exude and dive into their emotions when they're there. But so the, the three part of your heart is like, hold on, we can't do that all the time. We need to set aside, you know, space for that. But what I wanted to highlight was how you were in a healthy way able to listen to this part of you, the three part and follow its lead, even though it's going counter to the type four's core fear, like you could see the benefit. And I just think that's really beautiful. You know, that's gotta be a really hard thing to do, especially when it comes to grieving your dad Mm -hmm. Um, to say there is a time and place to grieve and I will continue to grieve. We're not we're not stopping it. We're just pushing pause so that I can do other things in life. Right. Did it feel that that challenging as what I can imagine it being? Absolutely. You know, I think one of the difficult aspects is, as I mentioned, I specialize in grief and loss. And so I'm surrounded yeah. in a grief cloud in the best mm-hmm. way. But 
that coupled with my own grief experience has really made me sort of have to lean in. And I've used a lot of sticky notes, like uh, my personal computer, I have sticky notes to remind me, okay, is grief your identity today? That's one of the questions. I love it. All over. All over. All over. Yeah. So one of the questions I ask is, you know, is grief your identity today? And that's just sort of a wake up call. And if I'm noticing that my answer is leaning toward yes, that's when that three part sort of I'm reminded to kick into that and get to doing and not just just wallowing in the emotion of it all, because I know I can't function like that. I know. And I've seen Mm. the the impact of me doing that primarily on my partner, uh, but also Mm -hmm. just in my business. Um, So I've got to be able to keep brains on it for sure. That's awesome. Madeline, what about you? How does the healthy part of three show up in your life? Well, I've been taking notes on what Dr. Harris has been saying. (laughs) I'm like, oh, she's been great stuff. Um, So uh, let's see. The the positive areas that three, I would say I'm drawn to threes. Um, Most of my friends and my fiance were both. Engaged, it sounds like, Dr. Harris. Congratulations. How great is that? Um, Yeah, so my my fiance is a type three, and most of my really close friends growing up were type threes. And I look back at that, and I think I've always been drawn to the achievement-oriented, get stuff done. Like, I am attracted to that energy because I don't think it comes as naturally to me um, I do have, I do have that extreme tension. I think I, I do believe I am more so a type five naturally. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think in terms of where it shows up in my life is, is when I'm, cause I believe the wing five is easily influenced. And so I think I, I am easily influenced when I'm surrounded by the threes energy. So when my fiance wants to clean the house or get something done, I'm like, I'm inspired to do that too. And I'm just not in my head the whole time thinking about getting something done. <laughs> right. Right. That's great. Actually like making things happen. Yeah. Exactly. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to dive into the unhealthy parts of uh, wing three. So remember again, this is positive intention. This part of you is trying to actually help and to protect you from harm. And it's doing the best uh, that it can, but it does have needs and it does have, um, it needs our attention. And so the wing, your three wing can make you feel like you need to earn love and admiration by becoming more successful or perhaps an even further unique individual. Mm-hmm. You may forego authenticity and shape shift to a particular image to gain praise from others since you envy what they have and feel that you're lacking. It can give you an unhealthy surplus of confidence in your unique qualities, work, or accomplishments, making it difficult to admit when you are wrong or reveal anything that diminishes your image. And your relationships can suffer because an unhealthy wing three can make you self-focused in reaching a goal and cause you to over-embellish and boast about your accomplishments. So while your five wing can be associated with arrogance, your three wing is associated with deceit. When your three wing is present, you'll feel an internal tension between putting on a likable persona to charm and win others admiration versus being the authentic real you. 
You may forego authenticity and shapeshift into a particular image to gain praise from others since you envy what they have and feel that you're lacking. Wow. And you can deceive yourself (laughs) in believing that you are the mask that you're wearing. So, well, I mean, Dr. Harris, you, <laughs> you, you go stepped first. up. You got to go first. <laughs> so something happened there. I mean, oh, there's not gosh. very many times that people say, wow, whenever I'm talking. But uh, so thank you for just, that. I'm just not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So share, how has this showed up in your oh, life? Oh, my goodness. So one of the things I have really wrestled with is um, not being the sad girl, right? Mm. In the space of grief, right. like not wanting yeah. to hold that identity or not even wanting that to be yeah. part of my story. And so what resonated with me was uh, the idea of showing up as a chameleon and sort of thinking about, I've, I've thought of it consciously as like, I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable that I'm showing up in mm-hmm. that way. But now that I'm listening, I'm thinking, well, this is probably my own desire um, to not mm-hmm. want to... Um, to sort of hide away. And it's, it's caused to see in terms of me basically like not telling the truth about what's really going on, my emotions. Mm-hmm. So wanting to show up as, you know, the accomplished, the polished, yes, I'm grieving, but we're not going to talk about that outwardly, right? So um, this has been dangerous. I think for me, that has manifested in my body. And so I've noticed over the, you know, the past year or so that I've had to become more intentional about being honest with myself and writing has really been a powerful way to do that. But it's a challenge. It's a challenge, partly because of my professional role and the expectation, you know, that I show up a certain way. I think there's, you know, another layer of sort of the black woman, strong woman, black archetype, which there's that. Two parents who were in the military. And so a lot of a lot of messaging around um, how you present yourself. Being a black girl in a predominantly white world for so long and hearing the message, like you've got to show up in this way. So there's so much layering to that, that my dad's death sort of um, is helping me dismantle um, a lot of layers of things that have made me show up as a chameleon. Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. Well, Madeline, what about you? How does this three part of you show up in unhealthy ways? We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, I am so excited to share with you a huge and wonderful opportunity that we've created for you this summer. It's our Enneagram for Moms cohorts. Yes, a group of moms of your same Enneagram type coming together for a safe place to connect, share, and hear and be validated. Wouldn't that be amazing to be with other moms of your same Enneagram type who see the world through the same lens and truly understand you? It's gonna be amazing. But here's the thing, there are only 25 spots per cohort. We have one in the daytime and one in the evening of your type to choose from. You're gonna wanna sign up the day it opens. We open registration May 6th to May 13th. Now, these groups will kick off the week of June 10th, and they will go until the week of July 29th. That's eight weeks together for 90 minutes, sharing, laughing, crying, being together in that safe, intimate place to connect with moms, to develop deep, meaningful friendships. 
And there's so many other things that are going to come with the cohort. I hope that you will join us and learn more when you sign up on May 6th to May 13th at yourenagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. I can't wait to see you there. Wow. Um, sorry, I'm just everything Dr. Harris is saying. I really, oh, it's just hitting. I really appreciate you sharing that. Uh, thank you. That's ironically to say it about a four, very vulnerable. Um, thank you. Um, to respond to that, um, how threes show up or how the three link shows up in my life negatively, I think I struggle with. Um, I, I, I grew up in, uh, as a pastor's kid at a very high profile church um, in at least for um, I'm, I'm seventh day Adventist. And so this is the largest church in our denomination. Um, uh, and it's uh, my dad's one of, one of the many pastors there. And so it, uh, but he's been there for like 40 years now. So we growing up, it was, it was definitely this like, okay, like you're like one of the, one of the pastor's kids, like make sure you, so I felt like I did have to put on a mask. Um, and I, and I have very few memories of me not crying on the way to church because my outfit was picked out for me. Everything was pre-curated. Um, and I know my parents had the best intentions. It just was easier, quicker to get us out the door, whatever the reasonings were. Um, but healing in that environment i'm still at that church having to heal and having to unapologetically show up without that mask um i think i didn't have a choice but to have a wing three i think that was kind of that was the space i had and and the role i had to play i believe so i think that's why um i didn't know i was an introvert um because i was a socialized as an extrovert i was very i was conditioned to um, speak well, make eye contact, like be, like speak well with my elders and just socialize um, well because I didn't really have an option not to, it appeared. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until college where someone told me, you're wing five. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all that time, like, well, I should say in college, I believed I would told people I was a four way three because that's what I believed I was conditioned for. I just, mm-hmm. just sure, sure. what it was. Um, but it wasn't until later where I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm an introvert. Same. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. And I, Same. yeah. And that's why, you know, when we're, when we go into each of the unhealthy parts of wings, we always say it has good intention, mm-hmm. you know? So this part of you, like you said, you were trained and it, it was playing a role in part of your survival as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't, it don't mean survival as in like you're, you know, you weren't surviving, but just that role that you needed to play to feel safe mm-hmm. or to feel secure, or to be seen or understood. Um, and so there's good intention. And, and that's why we can honor that part of our heart and come alongside it and say, thank you for trying really hard. That no longer works, you know? And so bringing in the healthier aspects is what's best and most important. But I love how you're kind of, you're laying the stage of, this is how I was trained. This is what I had to do. And yeah. it's true. And and to grieve that. Um, but then also what I love is that earlier you were talking about the healthy part of three and how it also shows up and really blesses you in the moment. It is true. I mean, these parts of us, I, um, 
four wings as well as other connecting types to our parts, um, our families uh, gravitate to these things. And so you'll you'll hear at times, particularly children of type 1 parents or type 8 parents, mm-hmm. they have that voice in their head. And it, they at times, even in their 20s, think they are that type because they've lived that type. Right. That's what they were being trained to do is to live that type. Well, I mean, I was trained to oh, be to careful. Oh, to be a six. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I there are things that Beth talks to me about that really is just an echo of her type six parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes parts of us weren't desired. Uh, they yeah. they weren't encouraged. Well, we uh, were just, even though the episode is now, we just recorded um, on type sevens. And one of them had a type nine mother. And so we were talking about the type seven with the eight wing. And that just wasn't welcome. You know, the high, high energy of seven plus the assertiveness of seven and eight. For the dying mother, I can totally understand. Like, yeah, that's probably not going to be accepted. You know, and the mom is probably going to try to tamp it down a little bit. And not that the mom was trying to do anything wrong or bad. That's just the way she saw the world. And so, Madeline, thank you for sharing how, you know, you were, and again, trained whether by parents or the church system to show up in a very specific way. And how that was really difficult because it wasn't your authentic self. But as you've grown and you've allowed, like, no, this is who I really am. I love just kind of being able to see and hold those spaces together. And and, uh, many of you have heard me talk about this before from my time with Allender and thinking through these skills and talents that we use to cope with our family of origin are actually still a part of our calling. Mm -hmm. And although we may experience shame we will also experience our glory mm. as adults, kind of living free from those expectations and functioning that way to actually living out our sense of call because these have been uniquely given to us by God mm-hmm. for the purposes of our joy and his mm. glory. Um, and so it, it although it, we walk with a limp, um, <laughs> but it's still God's call is not voided in our life. Mm. These are parts of us that he wants us to use right. and show mm. up with. Yeah. Well, um, Madeline, Dr. Harris, both of you are such a gift. Thank you so much for showing up in such an honest way today. Um, so, Dr. Harris, where can people find out more about your work? Yeah, so I have a have a love affair with Instagram these days, <laughs> um, especially those reels. They're so fun. But, yeah, so they can find me over on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Dr. Mikel, D-R-M-E-K-E-L. And there they'll learn about education about grief and loss, uh, inspiration, empowerment to reimagine life after loss, and also on my webpage That's awesome. as well. So yeah, come on over, join the fun. Let me know. And what's the webpage? Oh, www.mikelharrisphd.com. Okay, great. Can and we'll have that in the show notes as well. Awesome. And Madeline, what about yourself? So I am also on Instagram. It is my personal page. Um, because I'm a student, I have uh, I have um, a link that dir- actually directs me to um, to your Enneagram coach. Um, the I'm on the coaching page and um, the directory. Um, and for now, that is what I have. And um, but they can people can get in contact with me on my Instagram. And um, up until until I have the means to make my own a. Uh, um, business account. I will do that. But for now, that's what I have. Yeah. That's great. Well, Madeline, I, I know that, I mean, there have been thousands of coaches go through the program 
And so many people just don't take the first step to get started. Mm. So congratulations on just, even as you're going through training and learning so much about what you didn't know before, you stepped up and just dove in. So uh, great job. That's awesome. Well, if you're interested in learning more about the Enneagram, head on over to yourenneagramcoach.com. You'll find everything you need to know there. And if you're ready to take the next step with maybe perhaps personalized Enneagram coaching, be sure to check out our incredible certified coaches at myenneagramcoach.com. And that's where you guys can find uh, Dr. Harris and Madeline Mays. So myenneagramcoach.com is where all of our certified coaches are. So you can kind of see what they offer there as well. Sounds good. And if for those of you who are like us and who love coaching others, uh, paying it forward, seeing the ripple effect in people's lives through Enneagram Coaching, then check out our certification program at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash BEC. And our team would love to help, you know, give you information or help you to know how to accelerate transformation in other people's lives. But always remember that the Enneagram reveals your need for Jesus, not your need to work harder because it's the gospel that transforms us. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The next episode, we'll dive into type fives and their wings. We'll see you then.